Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Wednesday Night Flex, a weekly look at high school sports in the ATX. Go to flxatx.com and follow at FlexATX on social media. And now, here's Zach Lucero, Cameron Parker, and the Flex family. Wednesday Night Flex on the Horn. Flex ATX Wednesday night, Wednesday evening. Pretty cool day outside. It hasn't been super hot, but it's been like rain in the forecast for the past 60 days and 60 nights. So it hasn't been super fun. Uh, but I'm your host, Zach Lucero. Nolan Hogan sitting across from me, part of Flex fam. Cameron Parker behind the glass, the voice of the Round Rock Dragons, the voice of the LBJ Jags, the voice of the McNeil Mavericks, the voice you hear in your head when you're about to do something you shouldn't do cameron parker how are you doing zach thank you for the intro as always i'm doing good and sitting across from me is one of the kindest dual sport athletes you'll ever meet in your whole life one of the best and most uh polite mosh pitters you'll ever see at acl one of the top eight best looking People at Vandergriff, Mr. Brayden Buchanan. What's up, y'all? Thank you for having me on. It's, you're like becoming a natural at this, Brayden. This has been this is like what your third time in studio. Third time. Third time. I gave him the headset. He plugged it in himself, put it on, turned the volume a little bit, adjusted the mic, and was like signaling, like, "Hey, I'm ready to talk." So he's he's a he's a he's a radio pro now, Cameron. I didn't know halfway through the intro you were talking about Nolan or Brayden, and then the Mosh Pit part I was like, "Okay, it's definitely Nolan." And I was like, "Ah, oh, no, it's Brayden." Oh, okay. Yeah, Braden, Braden, a big time, yes sir, yes ma'am, but also likes to throw down in a moss pit, like, but like with good manners, but also will hit a bomb and will also throw sixty yards in the air. So, uh, the multi-talented guy, uh, Braden Buchanan. But that's not the only guest that we're going to have on here in a couple minutes. We're going to talk to Georgetown head baseball coach Jordan Vieira. Um, defending state champion, headed to round two of the UIL baseball playoffs in five A. Uh, taking on A&M Consolidated. Um, I know I don't want to bring up UIL playoffs too much around Braden. That's a, it's a sore subject. Cameron already got them all uh, bothered about it in the, in, in the pre-show. But uh, excited to talk uh, to, to Coach V, uh, talk a little about uh, his relationship with Coach Harge as well. So uh, looking forward to that interview at 7.05. A couple of notes really quick. Um, UIL State Track is going on this week, Thursday through Saturday, so starting tomorrow at Mike A. Myers Stadium downtown. A couple of names to look out for. Jarvis Anderson, uh, another multi-sport athlete, not quite as nice as Brandon Buchanan, but a really good athlete nonetheless, signed to SFA for track. He will be competing in the 4A triple jump and long jump. Uh, Kepler Huntress from Lhasa, a Michigan signee, will compete in the 5A 800 meters. Evan McGregor from Bowie will compete in the 800. Kevin Sanchez from Vandergriff, 
uh, signed to Notre Dame, competing at 3,200 meters, big, long race there. Um, I don't think any of us would want to run that, but but nope. Mr. Sanchez got us covered. Uh, Mackenzie Bailey from Georgetown, she's going to run at 3,200 and the 1,600. Joseph Winan from Georgetown is going to run in the 1,600. Sophia Ferris from Dripping Springs is going to run the 6A uh, 300 hurdles. Shout out, Sophie. Chesney Scott from Vista Ridge, the daughter of the head football coach over at Vista. She's going to throw discus. Uh, Priya from Westwood is committed to Yale. She's going to run the 800. Um, and then probably one of the most uh, favored athletes in her event, um, one of the best athletes ever to come through Giddings, is Charlie Wisner, signed to A&M. She's looking to go back-to-back in both the shot put and the discus. So good luck to all of those 512 athletes running and competing at the state championship meet this week. Um, and then shout out to uh, Riley Riley Mickna from Taylor. She's just a freshman, but she won the 4A Girls Singles Tennis Championship uh, this past week. So shout out to her. A couple of other medalists from Westwood, their girls doubles team, um, as as well as a player from uh, as well as a player from from West Westlake and uh, Westwood as well, all meddling. Um, but baseball, Cameron, I mean, you've been a part of this Round Rock program. You got to see them uh, get a big-time win. Uh, really quick, before you, uh, you you give Coach V a ring, um, what did you see from, uh, from, from Round Rock this past weekend, and what are your interesting storylines to follow uh, through one week of the playoffs? Yeah, a really gritty Buda Johnson team. Their, their first year in 6A, they went to the regional semis last year in 5A. And a tough matchup against the number nine team in the state, and they played their butts off. It came down to a, a nine-inning game, game two, that Round Rock ultimately won two to one. Uh, seven hits off Travis Sakura in the first game. So they came to play and ultimately could not get a win, but for Round Rock, a really good test for them. And now they face San Antonio Reagan, who's the number 10 team in the state. Um, Porter Brown, Travis Steely, some UT Longhorns that might be familiar. Well, they're from San Antonio Reagan. They were runners-up last year, a really great team. They finished second to San Antonio Johnson, who's also a top-10 team. So that'll be a really fun series, Sack, game one. In case you're interested in, in coming out, Concordia University, game one tomorrow, 7 p.m. Game two will be at Northeast ISD Stadium. And then game three, if that does happen, which I, I think it will with, these, with how good these two teams are, I think Aiden Coleman will be on the mound for San Antonio Reagan, hopefully one of these games. Game three will be... Wimberley. So that'll be a fun series. And then uh, for West, like taking on San Antonio Brandeis, um, I think is Chance their number one starter, Braden, when you guys played him? He started against us on Thursday night. Okay. So Chance Covert um, and also another UT commit. You're going to have UT on, or excuse me, he'll be the start against Brandeis. I think Westlake has a really good chance of, of getting through and they'll play the winner of Ron Rock and Ron Rock and Reagan in the regional quarterfinals or whatever it is, Zach. So I mean, for Ron Rock and Reagan, if they get through and they win this round, they win beat Westlake, they'll have beaten two of the top ten teams in the state just before getting to the regional uh, semis or whatever it is. So it, that region four is a bloodbath in, in 6A. Yeah, our districts in that region especially are, are, are probably one of the most talent-rich baseball areas uh, that, that the state has to offer, and Cameron Parker will be there on the call of that Round Rock game, maybe even a guest appearance from Braden Buchanan yeah. uh, in the booth. But uh, since he's such a radio veteran now, you know. Uh, but Nolan, you had some uh, some softball notes that you could get to. Yeah, uh, we got some a few Austin area teams still moving on in the in the playoffs in softball. So we got Georgetown, who defeated Magnolia eleven to one. They're going to play College Station tomorrow at Caldwell High School. Uh, College Station took down Eastview, so that would have been a good uh, Georgetown matchup if that would have prevailed. Uh, Pflugerville defeated Brennan two to one to move on and play Lake Creek, who defeated Elgin one to zero. Uh, they're going to be playing that game at Mumford High School. 
Liberty Hill defeated Ellison to Edison two to zero, playing Canyon tomorrow. Uh, they defeated Alamo Heights ten to zero. Again on six A, we have Bowie who defeated San Antonio Johnson six to one. They're going to play New Braunfels, can or just New Braunfels, at uh, no location provided on the website. But they defeated Vista Ridge two to zero. Round Rock who defeated Clemens two to zero will play East Central who defeated Dripping Springs 2-1. to one. Those are all we played tomorrow. Yeah, so softball in the heat of things as well. Uh, your uh, Hayes Hawks, Nolan, yep. uh, dropping uh, dropping their series 2-0 uh, to, to, uh, from a San Antonio team to South San. Um, but Hayes is one of those storied programs and a couple of really big-time performances uh, on the softball ranks thing. I know Corey Mose, who wishes he was here for KVU Corey, um, he was asking me, like, hey, who should I, who should I do for, for Player of the Week on KVU? And I was saying, hey, like, you got to look at baseball. I mean, baseball's, I don't think you've hit baseball hard enough. I know that's my boy, Brady Buchanan, if you need anybody. Um, dual sport athlete, one of the nicest guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, hey, I, he was like, good idea. And then he texted me back. He was like, wait, there's some crazy softball performances. I know for a girl for Round Rock had a big time pitching day. Uh, so big, really big time performances there um, on the softball side of things. And we'll be interested to see how round two goes for baseball and round three uh, for softball. Do we, Cameron, do we have a coach? No? All right. All right, so let's get to Braden Buchanan. I mean, Braden, we, we were talking about uh, last week, we were, we were talking about like kind of who the favorites are, um, kind of if, if a team were to go to state from our area. I know you're probably more knowledgeable on the 6A side of things than the 5A side of things, but, I mean, you saw probably two of the of the favorites uh, in, the, in the whole state, I mean, in, in your district and then in the first round of the playoffs. Um, what do you think sets – Round Rock and in, in, in Westlake apart this year from from what's going to be, I mean, a really good state tournament, but what sets those two schools apart? Both those teams do a really good job of throwing strikes. Their pitchers pound the zone, um, and they they're, they have deep pitching, which is huge if you want to play in the in the big three-game series. Um, obviously, you know, Round Rock almost gets a free win with Travis on the mound. He's, he's just super dominant. Um, and then Cade Weibel and Tanner Jackson also do a really good job for them, just filling it up, attacking the zone. And then uh, Westlake, you know, when we played them, they just kept rolling out guys who knew how to throw strikes, um, knew how to just get outs. They weren't huge as as big as just strikeout guys, but they they just let you get yourself out. Um, you know, both teams hit hit the ball well. Um, you know, they they do a good job of getting timely hits, you know, two out hits, hits with runners in scoring position, um, and they're they're aggressive on the bases. Yeah, and then I, I talked about this last week, but I feel like it's we've come a long way from like. Um, having one or two really big time guys, like a big time hitter or a big or a big pitcher that you could go to a couple times a weekend, but now it's like who has the D one staff, who has the D one batting lineup. Um, how have you seen the game change, like just from how maybe it didn't stack up to select ball to to now, where you have schools like Westlake that are that that are going to have a uh, big big time guys up and down the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, depth is super important, um, especially the six A level. Um, if you can roll out, you know, six six pitchers who are all pounding the zone with good velo and good secondary stuff, you got a really good shot to win a, a three-game series. Speaking of winning series, we're going to go to a head coach that knows a thing or two about that, the reigning, defending 5A state champion, headed to round two of the playoffs this weekend to play against A&M Consolidated, the Georgetown head baseball coach, Jordan Vieira. Coach, I know you had a lot of commitments tonight, so I appreciate you uh, taking a couple minutes aside to talk to us. 
I absolutely appreciate you guys having me on. You know, thankful for the opportunity to get to, get to talk about a little Eagle baseball and uh, get to get to support our guys. Yeah, Coach, I mean, coming off of the season y'all had last year, I feel like there's so much expectation on you guys. Um, but once you get to the playoffs, you got that first that first round win under your belt. What is that switch that flips for you guys getting into playoff mode and, and heading into A&M Consolidated? Uh, you know, all you guys have just stayed in the grind throughout the course of the season, you know, understanding that um, it, it's not about where, where you are at the moment. No, it's about where you're trying to go and, and winning it one pitch at a time and, and get where you need to go. Um, you know, our, our club had a, had a rough start at the beginning of the year with as many young guys as we've had on it and um, came into came into district play, uh, trailing behind a little bit and um, ultimately able to, to flip a switch in district play and make some strides and uh, excited about where our team is and where they're going. And, um, you know, they've worked their tail off to get this opportunity to play in the playoffs and uh, I'm excited about, about what we got. All right, Coach, a couple more for you. I know you got to get to the coach's show. Um, the question I just asked Brady Buchanan, the catcher over at Vandergriff, committed to Baylor. Um, how have you seen this game change in terms of the Division One talent up and down rosters now? I mean, you think back a few years, you only needed one or two big-time guys to make a big-time run. But now you see D1 staffs, big-time hitters up and down the lineup. How have you seen the game change? Uh, you know, well, first of all, congrats, Brady, on your commitment. That's just incredibly exciting. You guys did a great job over Vandergriff and um, excited for, for y'all's future. Um, you know, as far as the baseball in the area goes, it's, it's always been a hotbed of baseball. You know, there's, there's three really good baseball places in Texas and that central Texas has always been, been one of those. And, um, you know, to, to, to see the amount of talent that's been growing throughout this area is exciting. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever you look at, um, like the district we were in last year and we had, we had, uh, four teams tied at 10 to four and everything was coming down in the last two games, the last game, the, um, see what seating was going to look like and how it was going to take to get in and, um, you know, it's it, it's good for the game of baseball, um, and it's exciting to to see our guys and uh, to see our communities um, really support Central Texas baseball. Uh, you know, it's it's something that that being a guy that gets to be a part of Central Texas baseball as a player, um, it's something that that I'm excited about and, and proud of. And you know, one of the best All Star games you can go to is the um, Austin Area Baseball Coaches Association All Star game uh, that, that's going to be played over in June. Uh, see some of the best talent in Texas getting on the field and getting after each other. So. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun to, to go and, you know, whenever you get your work cut out for you every night, and you know, it's going to be a battle and it's going to be a lot of fun. Coach, looking ahead to this matchup against A&M Consolidated, what sticks out to you against them? And, and does it look like you guys drew a, or do you think you guys drew a favorable region in the bracket in 5A? Yeah, you know, I think I think we're in a pretty good spot as far as what the what the route looks like. I mean, the, the ultimate goal, though, you know, is, is that it is, doesn't matter. I mean, at some point you're going to have to play the best to – to make the run and, and you know we're, we're gonna have to, to to win some tight ball games and to do some stuff um, to, to make the run that we want to do um as far as consolidated goes there they're a talented baseball team they've, they've played some more one run games against some really good teams uh they played a, a tight one one run game against uh mag west um with their dude on the mound who's up to 98 and so um they're, they're a competitive team uh, they do a lot of little stuff right they play quality defense um, they throw a ton of strikes, and, you know, it's going to come down to, to who can execute the best and um, be able to play quality defense. So um, it should be a high-quality baseball game. You know, we're at home tomorrow night at 7 o'clock over at Eagle Field. Um, it would be, be an awesome matchup for, for those that, that want to come watch some quality high school baseball this weekend to, to come out and check that out. Yeah, if you're in the area, definitely check out Georgetown. Game 1, 7 p.m. Game 2 at AM Consolidated also at 7 p.m. Game 3 at Georgetown, 2 p.m. I know you're focused on this season, Coach, but – 
going back to last year, once again, congratulations on taking that 5A title. Thank you. What is something that, that stood out? I got to watch one of your games last season against Glenn and, and just the power you guys had at the plate, but what is one thing that, that stood out to you on that memorable run for, for you and your boys and your staff? Uh, you know, it was it was how much the guys loved each other, you know, and it, it's it's it sounds super cliche when you when you listen to guys talk about it, but but when when you talk to that team from last year, the number one thing that they constantly talked about was the brotherhood, um, and and how much those dudes genuinely loved each other and took care of each other, um, and and competed for each other. You know, if somebody made a mistake, nobody freaked out. It was it was hey man, we love you. We're coming right back at it. Let's make another play right here. I'm gonna get you another ground ball, or hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out, make the next play for you. and We're gonna work out of this thing. Um, and if one guy didn't get the big hit, it wasn't a big deal because they, they knew that the next guy had their back on that thing. Um, and so that, that constant, uh, that, that love for each other to, to be able to really pull through is um, something that, that I'll always remember about how much those guys cared for each other um, and what that turned into, meaning how, how hard they chose to work for each other. Um, you know, when you got a group of guys like that, that that genuinely care about each other, it makes it a whole lot easier to get to go to work every day and um, know that you're not working for yourself and you're not working for your own accolades, but um, you're working to be able to dogpile at Del Diamond. And, um, you know, that's that's one of those things that, that, that will always leave a mark in my heart um, as far as who those guys were to, to me and my family um, and, and to ultimately what they were for the, the, the city of Georgetown and our community. Georgetown baseball's head coach, Coach V, Jordan Vieira. Um, last one, really quick, Coach. I just found out right before that me and you have something in common, and we both played baseball for uh, for Mike Harge, Coach Harge. Um, and he wanted oh, me to yeah, ask you. Uh, he wanted me to ask you about your fast pitch softball career. What can he? What can he say? What kind of player were you? Hey, you know, I like to swing hard in case I hit it, but I didn't hit it nearly as hard <laughs> as Big Mike did. Big Mike is swing the shalele, baby. That dude could could rake. I saw him hit some balls that I don't think he's landed yet. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, my, I grew up playing fast pitch softball. My old man was a was a fast pitch softball guy. He coached uh, girls softball as well. Um, and so I you know grew, grew up at the ballpark. And um, when when I got the opportunity to keep playing with those guys, it was it was a lot of fun to get to play with my dad and uh, get to play with some other big big baseball players and former baseball players and some guys that could really play ball. Um, you know, so those are those are moments that I ultimately cherish, and at some point we'll have to get together and I'll have to tell you what uh, uh, the most impressive home run I've hit seen off of one leg by Big Mike, and he did it twice. So uh, it's, a, it's an interesting story you'll have to ask him about. Yeah, Coach, I, I'm sitting on a pile of Coach Hard stories that I haven't been able to, to, to say on the radio <laughs> just yet. So, uh, oh, there's a few of those, too. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, Coach. Definitely <laughs> check out the Georgetown Eagles. They take on A&M Consolidated. Check out the SHN Coaches Show that, that, that uh, Coach V is going to be running off to. But, Coach, before we let you go, congratulations on everything, reigning, defending, 5A state champion. And uh, who do you want to shout out to before we let you go? You know, shout out the boys in blue. The, uh, the the boys in blue are at it again. We're trying to make this run through the playoffs. Uh, if you end up making it over to Eagle Field, just remember to show up, be loud, and wear blue, baby. Show up, be loud, wear blue. Coach V, thanks again for your time. Thanks so much, Coach. I appreciate you guys. Y'all take care. All right, Cameron. I mean, the defending state champs, Coach V, I mean, Coach Harge has, has a lot of really nice things to say about him. I think he's even – I want to say he's come on to to their show last year. I think after their during or after their state championship run. So, um, really cool the, the kind of the connections. I mean, Ed Small's dad Clint was in here talking about that. Just 
how, how how tightly knit the the baseball community here is here is in Austin. I mean, you played everybody played yeah. with someone or was coached by someone or played little league with them or played select with him. So it, it, it's really cool to see the connections and, and to see the relationships here in Austin. Yeah, the baseball family is a, is something that that I've come to find out is true, especially with Georgetown. I hear it a lot about the Round Rock baseball program, and I hear it a lot about the Georgetown baseball program as well. My my family's from Georgetown, and a great program that Coach Fierro's got going on. Uh, Brayden, did you play them at all last year? This year, I know this year. I mean, it's a really young team, and I think they got they got a pretty good district they're in uh, with, with Elgin and Pflugerville. All, all the shakeups now. I can't even keep it straight. But have you seen them at all this we, year? Last year, we scrimmaged them last. Actually, we scrimmaged them every year I've been in high school. Yeah. Um, but last year we played them in an actual game, and then this year we did as well. Yeah, they always have a solid group. They do a really good job of playing. They play good, clean baseball. Yeah. Defense. You know they. They steal bags. They're aggressive on the bases, um, and they, they throw strikes on the mound. So that, that recipe is always one to win a lot of games. Yeah, Eli Helmont blew their shortstop this year. He, he's very impressive defensively. And they had a kid commit to Baylor last year, right? They'll be playing Baylor now. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, Zach Mazon. Yeah. Zach, yeah. He 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 rakes. So a, a really great team last year, and they're in. A, as I asked coach, they're in a really good region because now they got like the Austin ISD schools in there, and they don't have to worry about facing. Uh, like Friendswood or, or anyone like that until possibly the region finals. So uh, a chance for the Eagles to, to make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, kind of the opposite of that uh, that round rock yeah, in, in Westlake yeah. region. Um, but talk a little bit about Zach Mazok at Baylor already, playing, getting at bats for Baylor already. Um, what was your relation? What is your relationship like with him? I actually played baseball with his older brother, Matt Mazok. Um Odd guy, but cool guy. Um, what is your relationship like with, with, with Zach and, and – was there any like recruiting that went on from him trying to say like, "Hey, make sure you come over here. It's a good spot." Uh, not too much. I mean, I I know I know of Zach. I've talked to him a few times, but we're not, we're not too close. But yeah, he's been he's been doing a great job up there, um, getting a lot of playing time. Um, so it's it's been cool to see the guys from Austin area, you know, go up and as freshmen get in the games. Yeah, Matt was like the epitome of a football player playing baseball. Like he just swung hard, ran fast, like hurt himself running the bases because he was like going too crazy. Um, so that Mazok family, definitely a baseball family and definitely uh, a powerful family. The dad is super huge, and, and, and Zach is at Baylor raking already. Uh, Cameron, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we will take the deep dive that everyone's been waiting for into the mind and the life of Braden Buchanan. It's a flex. <laughs> Flex, ATX, Zach Lucero, at Zach Ain't Whack on all our social media, at FLXATX for our social media, Nolan Hogan in the stew. Hey, what's up? What up? Cameron Parker behind the glass, the voice of the Round Rock Dragons. Cameron? What's up? What's up, Cameron? I know you picked the song, kind of a vibe. That was Nolan. I picked this song. He had to go for the song that had like the longest title ever while we need like 15 seconds. I had to, to memorize it, it this in. morning because I heard the beat and I was like, this would be hard. And then I had to memorize it. And we got to hold him down from moshing. We're indoors right now. going to oh, knock sorry, some sorry, equipment sorry. over. Braden Buchanan <laughs> in the building. Braden, what's up? What's up, y'all? All right. So like I said before the break, this is uh, where, where we try to take a little bit of a deeper dive and kind of get to know the athlete, get to know the student a little bit before you head off and do great things at Baylor. A couple more months. Um I mean, a couple of weeks until you graduate, a couple more months before you take off and you're in Waco forever and you never come back. So, um, But I, I, I think we have to start 
on the football side of things. Um, I have been lucky enough to have been around the Vandegar program for, for a long time, and, I, and it was really important to me, and I'm really glad it worked out that I was able to, to be on the sideline the last couple of games because your class was like really the last class that I was there for. Like to see you like to kind of finish through like your senior year, so I'm really grateful to to the station and to, to Coach Sanders for allowing me to be on the sideline for for this run. Um, but when you think back onto the 2022 season, how will you remember your senior year? I mean, it, it was just amazing. That that whole playoff run was was so much fun. Um, you know, spending 16 weeks with the guys was just an absolute blast. Um, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have wanted to end it end any other way. And I, I wanted to have a uh, coach on to ask him. I remember when you started, and you weren't a quarterback. You were like one of his guys, like right. You were a tight end, or I don't even know what position you played. It was like H back, tight end. Fresh like. freshman year, I played quarterback, and then sophomore year, I wasn't going to be the starter, so they they moved me to to H back and like tight end, and then I I played there all year, and then went back to quarterback. So when you're playing year. when you're playing that, because you don't really have like an H back coach you have a running back coach then you have the tight end coach who are you working out with uh well i ended i still practice with the quarterbacks every day and then so you just, only play that position just, on game days just like when we went in team i would i would do team with with as as that position wow. uh, so but, but really there, practice it. But like quarterback i went to the quarterback meetings and and did all that stuff but i mean going to the quarterback meetings is kind of nice because i mean if you're going to learn the entire offense, you're going to cover, you know, what I was doing at H back anyway. So he so. so he can't claim you as a tight end. He can only claim you in baseball. He he can probably claim me a little bit as a tight end, but mostly baseball. Um, how fun was that? I mean, your freshman year, but then that that year, your first real varsity experience. I mean, you were playing like a, a lot. You were playing almost every snap, at whatever position it would be. How fun was that year? Like kind of getting your toes wet into varsity football and being a part of that that Vandergriff kind of tradition on, on, on game days and in that culture yeah that was a lot of fun my sophomore year um you know just not having to stand on the sidelines every game uh, you know just that they were able to trust me learn a new position a couple weeks before the season start and just play me during during the year it was, it was a ton of fun you know I'm I'm always one that likes to be on the field you know in the game so just being able to be out there and playing almost every snap was awesome that was Drew Dawson right that was Ryan back. It was Ryan, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I tell this story. I brought this up to Coach Sanders when we had him on a couple a few weeks ago. Um, Scott Schaffner is on the call, uh, part of the radio booth with him and, and Merle Bertrand and Hank Hudson. So I hang out with Scott a lot, and he tells a story, a great story about you um, when he coached you in, in Pop Warner because you know how the, the, it, it's a great pipeline for the football team because right? they run the same offenses type thing in Pop Warner and then middle school and then high school and coach Sanders comes out to the pop Warner's events and, and, and coach Mauser. And he said, he tells a story where coach Mauser went up to him and said, Hey, is there anybody that I need? I mean, you're all like five when this is happening, <laughs> but is there anyone that looks kind of promising? And and Scott says that he told coach Mauser, he's like, well, we, ha- we do have this one kid that I think might down the line, maybe end up being a pretty good quarterback. And coach Mauser's like, okay, what's his name? And Scott says, Braden Buchanan. Um, how, how important is that? to lead to the type of success that Vandergriff has had that the high school coaches and the culture is implemented when you were just little kids and then continued through middle school and then in high school. How, how important is that? Yeah, it's huge. Just to build a, like a, a football community from, from the young, younger ages, you know, you get elementary school kids who are like, I want to be a Vandergriff Viper and their parents can say, well, you can be right now. You can be a, a four, four points pop Warner Vandergriff Viper and you then playing you know, at Monroe too, right? We we do play at Monroe, or we we did play at Monroe. So yeah, just to be able to you know work your way all the way up, and you know kids 
all would always wear their Pop Warner jerseys with Vandergrift or Vipers on them to the to the Friday night games. So yeah, just it, it. I think I think it helps that the kids feel like they're a part of the team too when they get to wear jerseys that say Vipers on them. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. It's just a, a whole pipeline up to the high school builds a great football community. And was that you like growing up and seeing J Mo and seeing Drew and Alex Fernandez and all those guys? Was that was that you that said like I wanted to be like like those guys? Definitely. You know, every every Friday we would wear our we would wear our jerseys to school, um, and all the way through middle school. But yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I think little tangent really quick. Justin Moore is not talked about as much as he should. Like that dude was a really good quarterback. Also, he was like six seven. Really good quarterback was like dunking on people in in basketball, and then was like quietly went to Stanford for baseball. Dude, he was a stud at baseball too. He's at he's at Notre Dame now. Yeah. He, he's he grad transferred to Notre Dame, and he's finishing there. That's how awesome. how good of a high school athlete was Justin Moore? I mean, I I don't remember too much of him. I mean, obviously, I know Clayton really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to be a three sport starter in in six A is ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, you were only you were only a two. What what if there was going to be a third? What would the third have been? It would have been basketball. I I thought about playing my. Fr- I played middle school. Um, I thought about playing freshman year, but I was just like, eh. I mean, if Mason Cochran can do it at Round Rock, <laughs> I mean, you could definitely, you could definitely do that. But um, okay, so your 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 senior year, you start out with that Dripping Springs game, and that turns out to being one of the most fun rivalries that. We've almost ever had in in the five one two. I mean, the Battle of the Lakes, and then I think second was what turned out between you and Dripping Springs. I mean, it started in seven on seven. Y'all have like an overtime seven on seven game at, at Lake Travis. Then y'all play week one, and then y'all play again in the playoffs. And then when we deciding our all flex quarterback, it comes down to you and Austin Novasad. Um, as a player, how fun was that for you guys? Yeah, that was so much fun. Just every single game, you know, coming down to the wire. Just two really really good teams going back and forth. Um, it, it was an absolute blast. You know, obviously, that first game we were we were pretty bummed out, but to to get back in the fourth round and end up winning the you know the one that matters um, to keep moving on was just that was one of the best games of my life. You had a lot of guys missing that game, right? The first one, the first one. First one. We, we we had like f- six guys cramp. Oh, yeah, I heard we a had, lot of cramping, we had, a lot of puking on the sidelines. We had three starting our three of our starter receivers cramped, um, and then we had. Two safeties and, a, and a corner too, cramp and Damian cramped. So yeah, we 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 uh we had a whole like discuss uh, hydration discussion after that game. We started doing you know pickle juice shots before the game, uh, liquid IV every day before you went to school. Like it, it got serious um, for Coach Sanders. He was not going to let that happen again. Um and, and then fast forward, you you guys go on this crazy run. Um. Before we get to state, I think we have to talk about the KD game. Well, before that, I think the drip part too, right? Because I think I think Braden is part of one of the most infamous Austin games because we've heard about Dripping Springs forever with Austin Novasad. They finally get the six A, and it's like, eh, there's still the West Lakes and Lake Travis. Like, nope, we're gonna we're gonna come up and play just as good as them, just as physical. And the one play, which I've watched probably thousands of times, it feels like the fumble, Novasad's fumble on the one yard line. Braden, you're on the sideline. I mean. What's going through your head from the figure out that's a touchdown? Is it a fumble? Because both sides, no one, the referees did not know what the call was for about what ninety seconds, or two minutes. Well, credit to Braden, you sent me a picture. I did. I, you sent, I sent me sent a, picture a picture that was because we were talking about it, and, and you were like, "This is the picture right here that clearly shows the ball is out." But being on the sideline for that play, how 
What was that like? You don't, you don't have instant replay. So you, you, if, whatever the call is, that's the call yeah. whether it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a I had a pretty good look at it. I saw him. I saw him drop. You know, drop he the never snap. Had the ball. No, he never had it. Just dropped the snap from the start. So I saw the ball hit the ground. I saw us recover it, and I wasn't worried about like the fact that I mean, obviously, I was like, we we recovered it. Like this, there should be no question. It should be our ball. I was worried that the referees was just going to kind of roll. It would have been the easy call to just say. He had, it, he, yeah. he had it. He was in, you know, fumbled after he crossed the goal line. Yeah, you know, credit whatever. to them to, like, yeah. actually to, do it. To get, to get it right and, and you know, go with that call. But I, I was more worried that the referees were going to call it the yeah. other way around. You know, we with about, like, a minute and a half left was when the, the talks on the sideline started being, you know, should we just let him score here? Mm-hmm. Should we just let him score and, and try to go down and score again? I think we had you on the show that Friday. I think so. And, y- and you were talking about like how y'all were figuring out how y'all were going to score. Because uh-huh. y'all just assumed that it was going to happen. Right. Yeah, we, we, we were like, we were getting ready to go down the other direction because we thought that Coach Sanders might just let him score. But credit yeah. to him, you know, fourth and goal, just yeah. growing a pair and <laughs> – you know, stopping him on the one yard line. It's Not just, that he hasn't always crazy. had a pair, right? You know. And even then, so you get the ball back, but you still have the ball in the one yard right. line. I mean, your butt's in the end zone. We had, to, and this was right after the week after. Do y'all remember the Bills game? Yes, where Josh, Josh Allen, Allen fumbled on the one yard on the one yard line, and the Vikings recovered it for a touchdown, and ended up beating him. So, uh, of course, that's all running through our <laughs> minds <laughs> yeah. now. We're like, all right, don't here pull we go. Josh Allen, yeah, guys. exactly. So we end up we we run like a five yard QB sneak, just like five yards. Just right at him, QB sneak. We do it again on second down. And I think it's like third and third and three or so. And we're like, okay, we have to get a first down here. Obviously, we're gonna punt if it's fourth down because there's still forty second or a little over forty seconds because we couldn't kneel it out quite yet. Um, and then yeah, just that that last play to get the first down was huge. And and then it was over after that. And going to Katie, Zach, I mean, you're on the sideline. I was in the booth for Texan Live. I mean, going into that game, all I heard was about how dominant Katie was. You go back, look at the last Talking few years. Talking about Katie DeSoto, already yeah. setting it up. Yeah. You know, for Katie, we just heard about their rushing attack, how no one can stomp them. And going in each day was like, yeah, you know, it's cool Vandergriff's here. But for you, Braden, I mean, obviously there's not like talking heads. You don't have first take going on. But a lot of the talk was about how dominant King was and how Vandergriff was just happy to be there. But what was the sense for you and, and the coaches going into that game? Definitely. Uh, obviously, uh, offense was like we we knew going in that we were gonna have to score a, a lot of points because that their running back was really 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 good, um, and we were just telling that we started after we started watching the film. We're like, okay, we can put, we can put a lot of points on these guys. So we told our defensive guys like, look, you just need to make you know two or three stops during this game, one or two timely stops, and and we're gonna win this game. And we we. That was the most we threw the ball all year. I I broke the twenty two for thirty six. Yeah, right? I broke the school record that game with four hundred and fifty passing yards. Like we had, we had never thrown the ball like that, um, but we were just able to attack their their coverage um, really really well. And we got we got a few timely stops and you know came out. And that's when Coach Mauser was pulling all the tricks out of the bag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome game. That was one one of the most fun like offensive games that. That I've ever seen in high school. Yeah, people don't know. Braden Buchanan might be also one of the best receiving quarterbacks yeah. ever. I mean, he has the, the highlight against Steele a couple years ago. I mean, you're mo- definitely a multi talented guy. But And I think that the kind of story going into that Katie game was a lot of people were saying that Jibbering Springs matched up against them better because Katie was yep. going to be vulnerable throwing yep. the ball. And that's like, y'all were good throwing the ball. I mean, Miles Coleman's like the returning yards leader this coming year, but. 
y'all are always coach Mauser's always going to run first that's that's kind of his calling card where Drippy Springs they'll just air it out so th- again that going against you but on that last play that 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 field goal were you are you a watcher or are you a I can't look I wasn't watching at all <laughs> I was just I just listened to the cheers but I was I was head down on the bench um just just waiting for just waiting to hear something either a groan or or an eruption um so but yeah it was that was awesome that was a surreal moment I mean, when I, when I interviewed Coach Sanders, he was like almost crying, but basically saying like, "No one said that we would do it, and like no one said that we would do it." And that that was one of the most awesome. I think Dave Campbell's posted it of like best calls of games from this past year was that was uh, Hank and Merle and Scott's call of that field goal. You like can't even hear anything because they're all just screaming into the yeah. microphone. Um, so two really nerve wracking games back to back, and then going into Desoto. I mean, y'all knew that it was going to be. The, the toughest game that all of y'all have played put together plus plus 10 and I mean we saw we see a bunch of these guys Jonte Cook already at Texas um how good was DeSoto they were really really good um you know D1 guys up and down the roster um the defense was just suffocating yeah they had it a lot of teams you have either a really good front seven or a really good front secondary but yeah, they had both um and they just they just got after us um all game long they were they were really really good um and then that just watching that game it was like gut-riching to watch I felt like I was watching Friday Night Lights um and seeing like Matt Saracen like trying to gut something out but I mean you you could tell in that game that around the third quarter that you like weren't right I mean you were you were limping you were you were hobbling to the huddle and then getting sacked again and 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 getting hit after you throw the ball how important was it for you actually being injured how important was it for you to finish out that game just just being a part of that game was was so awesome I wasn't gonna you know I I tore my knee about midway through the second quarter came off on the sideline they the I was laying down doctors tugging on it like well you definitely tore your PCL you know we don't really know what's what else is wrong I think I'm, I'm like I'm going back in I'm going back in you're gonna, you're gonna let me back in this game so I I, I just I, I mean I wasn't even thinking about it, like long in that moment I was like I have to get back in this game um, and at that point, there were, I didn't have any pain. It was just adrenaline was pumping. So it, it was. Why, why was it so important for you for you to not come out? Just like being in that moment, you know, you only you're only going to play in the Texas Six A high school state championship game at the Cowboys Stadium once in your life. So I wasn't gonna. I definitely wasn't going to come out uh, at all. And I, I think I eventually, like towards the end of the fourth quarter, I was like, all right. That's enough. But, you know, at that – and when I when I ended up getting hurt, I think it was like 21-17 at that point. So it was still a game um, then, and I was – and I, I definitely wasn't going to come out when it was close. Um, but then, yeah, once, it, once, once we got towards the end of the game, I was like, all right, that's enough. And that kind of shows, like, your dog mentality. I see – like, throughout the season, you see it time and time again. The Vandergrift uh, slowly ba- breaks down their opponents, and that's kind of you at the forefront with your – with your never let down mentality, where do, where does that come from? Is that coached or is that just your God given? It's it's definitely coached. It's it's just a culture thing. You know, we're gonna coach Mauser, His his favorite saying he tells us for every game is de- death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just gonna get after you ever, on every single play, and eventually the floodgates are gonna open, and, and that's when the the game breaks open. Mm-hmm. Let's take a like take a quick break. One last segment. We'll make it. We'll talk a little baseball, and then we'll make it fun with Braden Buchanan. It's a flex.
Flex, ATX, Zach Lucero, Wednesday night, Nolan Hogan, Cameron Parker, Braden Buchanan, Baylor Bound, Braden dropping bombs and breaking tackles. Slinging 60 yarders. In the building. Braden, we, we were talking about that Katie thing again, just how crazy that was. Um, I mean, that, that drive. I mean, do you, will you ever forget that drive? No, never. It was, we, we went down and scored with about two and a half minutes left. We're up, up seven points, and we're like, all right, defense, okay, two minutes, hold on. And sure enough, like, I think it was like the third play of the drive. They bounce one for 65 yards and go score and tie it up. And we're like, there's no way that we just went down. We had like a, a super long drive to go score. Like, all right, here we go. Let's do it again. And we, you know, got down the field, a couple third down conversions, a couple big plays, and Hayden put it through. Did you cry? I did not cry after that one. That was that was an excitement one. Did, did, was that, did we talk about crying at state after that game? I think so. I, no, I, th- I think you t- told before the Katie game. You're like, all right, if I if I see you after the game, win or lo- like, if you win, you can't cry, and if you lose, you oh, can't yeah. cry. We like either. had to make a deal. Like, uh-huh. But all right. Um. So after Desoto, you guys lose in the state championship game. You you rip your knee to smithereens, just lay it all on the line for your boys, um, because you got that dog in you, you know. Um. Then you're trying to rehab to get back to play your senior season for baseball. Uh, you get back, you like drop a bomb, like one of your first games back. Um, how Almost important? Almost a cycle, right? It, it was close. I, was, close. I, I, need, I need a triple, but I, I wasn't running. So, <laughs> <laughs> how how important was it for you? Again, just like it was important for you to to stay in that game against DeSoto. How important was it for you to get back in time to play at least a little bit with with your high school team? Yeah, I was I, I was really eager to get back. I'm, my parents and coaches and my doctor and everyone was like take it slow like you have a future not just this year and I was like I gotta play I gotta play I gotta play um but you know full did the full the full rehab um ended up getting back to play third base for about eight district games and then played the last series against Westlake and I got, I got to catch in that series so that was that was good so yeah. look at the playoffs Braden you've seen Westlake you've seen Round Rock what do you think is going to happen in 6a uh, th- I'm really excited to see this Round Rock Reagan series. I'm going to the game tomorrow night um, with a couple of my buddies, so that should that should be a lot of fun to watch. Um, you can't bring them to the booth; it's just you. All right, just, sounds good. Um, but I, I really hope that Round Rock ends up playing Westwood because I think that that'll be a really good matchup. They're they're very different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Westlake is more of a Johnny Holstaff. Like they'll they'll throw you know eight different guys at you. Um, you know, just piece together you know, two innings, two innings, two innings. Whereas Round Rock, obviously, they're gonna have a couple guys who are gonna go, you know, six innings deep. So I think it'll be that'll be a super, super interesting game. You know, uh, Westlake shortstop also Theo, Theo yeah, right? He's he, out. He's out. He did the same thing I did. Um, so he he's out. Which he played I, in a state championship game and <laughs> <laughs> just 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 a couple of kids with torn knees. I don't think Westlake made. Did they make it? Did, did they? Oh, mm, no, they didn't no, make it. Didn't make it. Just, oh, Vandegrift, you know? just Vandegrift. You know, just kidding. We love Westlake around here. <laughs> Derek, 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 don't take us off the air. We love Westlake. Okay. Derek's on his way right now to kick us out. Yeah. Um, have Have you were you were you back for the Round Rock series? I know with the, the rain delay, and you guys played at Glen High School. Were you, were you back then? Yes, I. That was my first. Okay. Those were my first two games back. Was against Was against Round Rock. So you so Travis pitched, I believe, on, on the Tuesday night when you guys were home. Yes. What, what's it like? I guess since you probably weren't in that, but with seeing him pitch, I mean, he's a guy that I, I I faced Travis. Okay, okay. I, I, I did play that game. I so played that Tuesday and Saturday. You're facing a guy who, who right now is projected to be a first, second round MLB draft pick. What's it like going up against him when you're in the box? 
I know Travis. He so he was committed to Baylor. So he's he's one of my buddies. We talk during the baseball season. We definitely talk a fair bit. Um, but yeah, he's he's an absolute dude. You know, upper nineties fastball, power slider, good splitter. Um, but going into the box, he every single I've I, all last year and all this year, every single time, first pitch slider. <laughs> he knows you every time. Um, last year I was batting leadoff when we played them the first time because we were we were split with them last year. We played them like first the first game of the year, district game, and the last district game of the year. And I was batting leadoff, and you're, and I'm walking in. And this is my first time facing him. I've, I've I'd caught his bullpen before. I was like, all right, this kid throws 95 plus miles an hour. He's gonna throw me a fastball in the first pitch of the game. And sure enough, this kid throws a slider, and I just swing out of my shoes <laughs> and and look stupid. Um, but yeah, lo- love Travis. He's a great guy. Um, really, really good. Um, I'm excited to see their their run this this playoffs. And he, he works pretty quick for a pitcher. Definitely, yeah. He he's a fast worker. He likes to get off the mound as soon as he can. And the he's pitch a pitch clock generation. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, there's a lot of guys who, who pitch a little slow, and he's obviously ahead of the game. And now. For for your side, I know it's it's a little bit different too because now batters can also be penalized and be be called out on strikes. Ha, have you adjusted your routine at all? I w- I'm always pretty good about just staying yeah. in the box. I I wasn't. I'm not really too worried about that at all. Um, but every now and then I'll get a, an umpire who's like, I'll like take two steps, two feet out of the box. Not Stay that I'm box, yeah. not that I'm you know taking thirty seconds in between pitches. But there's a every now and then there's an umpire who's like keep one foot in the box. Um, so. Um, really quick before we get to rapid fire questions, signed to Baylor, head in there in a couple months. What was it about Baylor that I mean, you, you I mean we we talked about this. I it got a volleyball game. We talked about this, but um, I mean, right down the street from Texas, what was it about Baylor that really stuck out to you and and and, and made that be the best opportunity for you for your career? Um, I re- I really really like the coaching staff there. Um, both my parents went to Baylor, so I kind of grew up around Waco going to the Baylor games. Not that anything's wrong with any other school in Texas, but that's just kind of where I felt like home. Um, you know, looking like a good opportunity to get some good playing time early in my career, which is uh, obviously we talked about this earlier, like just playing, don't care what position it was, in football sophomore year, you know, just being on varsity and playing was huge for me. So if I am if I can get up there and, you know, start to make a, an immediate impact, it would just be, just be awesome for me. Well, with the new – Big 12 adding Houston, Cincinnati, and then also losing Texas OU. Did that factor into your decision knowing that you were going to not see OU in Texas twice a year? So I committed before that yeah. happened, um, but that was that was a conversation. Right when all that stuff started happening, um, obviously the everyone was like, well, what's going to happen with the Big 12? And I mean, obviously everything's good, it's stable now. But at that point, I was like, we started to like – me and my parents just started to make like backup plans. Okay, okay, here here's what happens if all the the Big Twelve breaks up. Like here here are kind of my options. But you know everything stayed stayed strong with them. You know picked up some some good quality um, schools, and I, I'm not too worried about all that stuff now. Oh, we had uh, quite a few guys have that story of like we have Will Hammond and talked to Ed last week where as soon as they got that offer to go to that their school Tech for Will and Texas for Ed, did you commit on spot? No, I went. So I got. My first offer was from Baylor. Actually, my first offer, well, I, I had been really in contact. I really liked Oregon State's coach, actually, but I didn't feel like going all the way out to Oregon State. But I had, I had talked to them for a while. Um, their their head coach is a great guy. And then Pat Casey, right? Uh, Mitch Cannon. Mitch Cannon. Yeah. He yeah he he was a really really cool guy. I liked him a lot, but I didn't didn't feel like going all the way out to Oregon. So then got the got the Baylor offer. 
um, and then got the Texas offer the next day. And then I waited about, I don't know, a week and a half before I made my decision because those were my top two at the time. I either wanted to go to Baylor or Texas. All right, Braden Buchanan is officially done as a student athlete at Vandegrift High School. On to Baylor in a couple months. Go check them out next year or whenever they play at the dish or take a short drive to Waco. I think, and I think we play at, at UT next year. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. He'll, he's definitely approachable for a picture or two, so go say what's up to him. Um, but rapid fire. Um, what is on your pregame football playlist? Name one or two artists. Um, definitely some Lil Baby um, on the pregame and some 21 Savage. It's and then the is it the same pay- playlist as your baseball pregame playlist? Uh, baseball playlist pregame uh, is more kind of what they're playing over the loudspeakers during BP, which is a little more country. Um, so I don't, I don't mind. It's a, it's a little, little little slower is it baseball. coach playlist is it his playlist no one of our one of our teammates it's Landon's, okay. Landon's playlist. <laughs> um, there's some playlists from coaches that are on the away team that's like this is the worst pregame warm-up music i've heard in my entire life no, i don't i don't i don't sally mind down, sally up. i like i like the country in baseball it, it fits the yeah, vibe it fits, yeah um what's your favorite meal that either of your parents cook uh, my mom makes a really really good gumbo oh dude mm. what's the go-to food destination after a football win Whataburger. That's the only answer. And then what's the destination after a baseball win? Also Whataburger. Any any high school sport is ended with Whataburger. You know, we, we actually Ed said it's different for baseball. We had a couple people say that the baseball one is different than the football where, where, where one. Where does Anderson go for baseball? They said Tony C's, didn't they? Oh, that's right, yeah. Um what is if you weren't gonna play baseball or football, you said basketball, what kind of player do you think you would have been on the basketball court? Uh I I look like a football player playing basketball. I, a bunch like, of rebounds. At the beginning of the year in middle school, I'd get out of football and then go to basketball, and I would I would start fouling out. Like in the first like five games of the season, <laughs> I'd foul out, but I'd get a, a ton of rebounds. So um, you like you're like Mason Cochran center. Yep. Okay. Power power forward. I'll call, power call myself forward. a four. One word to describe Coach Mauser. Smart. He, that dude can draw up anything. That's more words at the end. Um, <laughs> one word to describe Coach Sanders. You can't say smart because you already know. said that. Culture. Um, one word or one sentence to describe your career at Vandergrift. An absolute blast. And then finally, if it wasn't Baylor, all things considered when you sign on the dotted line, if it wasn't Baylor, who would it have been? Probably Texas. Wow. So you're uh, writing first. an article right now saying Braden became Texas. Yep. You heard it here first. Cameron Parker, shout outs for the night. Uh, Coach Lewis, because I called him first instead of Coach Fiera on the, for a coach's interview, and he was like, yeah, sure, I'll talk high school baseball. And I was like, I don't think this is the right guy. But uh, shout out to Coach uh, Lewis for <laughs> even going to come on to talk about high school baseball when he's a football coach. Nice. Coach uh, Lewis, love that guy. <laughs> uh, Nolan Hogan, shout outs. Uh, shout out my family, shout out my dad, uh, shout out Flex. Braden Buchanan for probably – uh, who knows? Maybe you'll come on like six more times before you leave. But probably the last time on the 104.9 Airwaves, your shout-outs. Uh, Shout-out all the coaches. Shout-out all the coaches at Vandegrift, football and baseball. Um, and shout-out my parents. Shout-out the Buchanans for sure. Um, Scott talks very highly of, of, of both of your parents. Um, shout-out to you for coming. Um, shout-out to everyone at Vandegrift. I mean, that community is so um, inclusive and, and, and such a great place to be. 
Uh, shout out Austin and Radio Network for the opportunity. Shout out uh, Rod and Mike for coming on before us. And shout out all my G's. Shout out God. Shout out gang.